You're listening to My HR Buzz, brought to you by My HR Concierge. Hosted by Chris Cooley, we'll bring you various topics and guests to shed light on the often confusing world of HR and also employee screening. We'll be putting the human in human resources. I want to thank you for joining us today on My HR Buzz podcast. Uh, you can find us on all of your normal podcast platforms, such as iTunes and Spotify. And we do always hope you'll hit that subscribe button so that you always have the latest information that we uh, that we are putting out. And so we really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, today, we're going to talk about something that, that we get a lot of questions about, which is essentially a, a COVID vaccination policy. Um, with the recent spike in COVID, uh, we've had a lot of employers kind of start wondering, well, do I need a policy? Um, what if I'm mandating uh, vaccination? If I'm not mandating vaccination, uh, what should I do from a policy perspective to make sure my employees know what's expected of them? And for that, we have uh, John Yarger uh, here with us today with my HR concierge. Uh, and I want to thank you for joining us today, John. Hey, Chris, it's good to be here. Yeah. And, and John, uh, is over is, is my business partner and works over uh, all of the operations of the company. And so he's the one that's, he and his team are the ones that are really getting barraged by these questions. And so I thought it'd be great to have him join us today and just talk a little bit about his ideas and thoughts on the matter and, and, and maybe, um, you know, some of the, some of the issues that have arisen. And, and so John, as we, as we talk about this and we talk about COVID and, and the spike, um, do these employers need a vaccination policy? Yeah. And I, you know, Chris, with everything that is COVID and what uh, we as employers have been going through over the past year and a half now, almost in, almost going into two years, it looks like um, the situation has been really fluid and business owners are grappling with their responsibilities as it applies to, uh, you know, working with their employees. I mean, it's, it, you know, is, the, is there a need for a policy? Should I put a policy in place? There's been a lot of ambiguity as to how employers proceed with that. We've, we've got concerns about EEO and uh, ADA and all sorts of different legal aspects of whether or not to incorporate a policy. But I think some of the things that we've seen recently have brought a little more clarity uh, for small business owners, uh, now that Pfizer or FDA has approved the Pfizer vaccine, uh, and I expect that we'll see Moderna and the J&J vaccine being approved by the FDA soon, that should give employers a little bit more confidence, a little bit more of a boost about what their role can be to help, if necessary, enforce uh, a vaccination policy or or how to do that. So uh, we can talk about the how-tos, but I think uh, the, the purpose of my sort of setup here is to, to say that now that we have FDA approval, I think there's a little bit more confidence in the air for employers to start engaging their employees on workplace practices that could include a vaccination policy. Okay, good. And, so, and I guess that FDA approval makes all the difference in the world, um, just because it, it does um, maybe reduce a little risk of an employer um, if they did mandate a policy, uh, and so and so if they so if they do have a policy, wh- what do they need to include in that policy? What's some of the some of the items that they need to make sure that they hit as they're building that policy out? Right. So, yeah, there there are guidance for policies. Now, the decision is really, I think, the initial decision for an employer is: Do I want to have a mandatory vaccine policy, or do I want to have a voluntary? 
vaccination policy. And we'll kind of talk about both of those and what, what needs to be included or at least considered as we as employers are, are determining which policy best fits our organization. I think the things that we really want to see uh, in that is, is uh, really we need to clearly define whether this applies to on-site employees, uh, maybe remote employees may be considered as well or both. It's really up to the employer, but looking at the risk factors, making good, clear decisions on how to apply that vaccination policy, those are a couple of things to consider early. Um, we also want to make sure that uh, we include the rationale for that policy. So, you know, what is the reason for doing it? An example of that is that, you know, we really want to protect our employees' health and safety. Uh, that's the rationale behind us either. Uh, well, that, that's the rationale behind us having a mandatory vaccination policy. Um, we want to make sure that if we decide to offer those vaccinations on site, the, that in our policy that we communicate where that vaccination setup and kiosk will be, uh, what hours and days of operation, so employees know exactly where that will be. Um, <clears throat> we can also talk about, too, in the policies about how employees will be provided to prove their immunization. Um, so if we do that, we have to make sure to keep in mind that any proof or document of anything related to health or medical um, disposition for an employee is uh, kept private, uh, kept in a separate file other than a personnel file if uh, if the employer wants a record or a copy of a record that they keep on file. Again, we got to be careful about potential HIPAA violations, Chris, in that regard. Uh, and make sure that's that's confidential as well. Sure. Okay. Now that's great. And what about so so from a volunteer from a mandatory perspective, um, those are, you know, some things that we need to make sure. Now, how would that differ if, if, if it's more voluntary, right? We strongly, instead of mandating it, we strongly encourage. Um, gotcha. what, what would something, what, how would that look different? You know, there are going to be some differences there, uh, a little bit looser language. You know, we're not mandating it. We're just kind of asking them and encouraging them to voluntarily participate or get vaccinated. One thing, let me, if I could, Chris, one, going back to that mandatory, mm -hmm. uh, I, want to make, I want to make mention, too, of one other issue that we need to make sure we're aware of, and that's accommodations, right? So there could be exemptions. So if you, if you mandate your employees to be vaccinated, there could be for either medical conditions or sincerely held religious beliefs that that employee could request an exemption. So in your handbook policy, if, if you create a mandatory vaccination policy, you want to be sure to include what that process is for an employee to request an exemption. If that's going to their HR department, uh, their supervisor, whatever that is, make sure you uh, allow that and express that clearly because there are grounds for exemptions uh, for this type of situation, be it based on medical condition or sincerely, sincerely held religious beliefs. Uh, so I, I wanted to get that in on the okay. mandatory. Um, but when we talk about voluntary, you know, it really, we want to, we want to develop a good strategy on how to, how to, how to go about that. Um, we want to make sure that if they're not mandating it, you know, that it's still clearly written. But it's a it's a good strategy to have that written policy. Again, we're talking about risk mitigation, clear communication, setting expectations. So an employer employee relationship is very clearly defined when it comes to this sort of policy. Um, you know, you may want to 
offer incentives. Uh, that's one thing that's uh, available to employers. It doesn't need to be something that could be considered coercive, but there might be incentives for employees to, to get that vaccination. They could set up again, uh, internally, they could set up a, a kiosk or uh, a place for employees to get vaccinated, but it's voluntary. That's that, that may be a way to encourage people to get vaccinated as well. Um, Again, what we want to be sure to do is however we do that or publish a, a policy, whether it be voluntary or, or mandatory, that it, it, it clearly identifies employees, um, you know, need to provide proof of documentation. If they are vaccinated, we still want to abide by those HIPAA laws and make sure that information is confidential. Um, but we certainly can offer employees uh, an opportunity to provide that proof of immunization uh, if you do have a voluntary policy. Okay. And, and no, that's good. And, and, and so I guess, you know, that kind of just thinking through the, through the process here, um, assuming we have a, a mandatory policy uh, and you, you hit a little bit on it on the, on the ADA and talking through that, but what happens if that employee just says, you know what, I, I don't want to do it um, I, for whatever reason, uh, I don't, I'm not going to get vaccinated. Um, and maybe it's, and, and let's take the ADA out of it. Let's, let's assume that it's not a religious or health objection or anything that would fall under the ADA um, that you mentioned before. How do you handle that um, if someone just flatly refuses? Well, in that case, then we, we've got to start looking at uh, what measures an employer can take to either uh, provide some corrective action, disciplinary action up to, and, and Chris, honestly, including termination. Uh, that is afforded to the employer. Uh, at this point, uh, employers can require their employees to be vaccinated. It can be mandated by the employer. So this could be treated no differently than any other uh, safety-related policy that uh, what you're wanting to do is to create an environment where all employees feel safe uh, and comfortable coming to work. And if an employee fails to work with the employer to help implement those safety measures through a mandatory vaccination, then the employer can take action uh, up to and including termination. Uh, again, this is about risk mitigation and providing a healthy, safe workplace for employees. Okay, so, and I guess too, if, if, if someone is terminated because they didn't, if it's a mandatory policy, if someone does not uh, comply with that, they get terminated. And we also kind of start talking about unemployment benefits and, and those things as well that could be withheld. Because uh, I would assume that would be just as if they, you know, they violated any other company policy. Is that right? That's, that's right. And I think here, you know, what we would look at uh, is, is sort of a, 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 I don't know, Chris, this could be falling under that statute or statutory language that says failure to follow reasonable instructions or insubordination. Um, again, I don't know how, I don't know that I would shade it as insubordinate behavior, but if an employer imposes a bomb, or excuse me, imposes a mandatory vaccination policy, um, I think individuals who are not qualified for the exemptions that we discussed earlier um, again, that's just not willing to follow reasonable instructions under, under the, current framework of that relationship. And as such, uh, employers should be able to appeal to the unemployment agency to deny that benefit for that claimant should that arise. Okay. So it, it, it does have a lot of, it, it, it kind of mushrooms, um, you know, and does have a lot of repercussions on, yeah. on, on someone not doing it. 
and, and, and also, and, and think again, thinking through this, so we have a mandatory policy and, you know, that we're going to implement that. Uh, it really seems like there's kind of two components to this. One is that initial implementation where you, you know, you're, you're having all your current employees under that initial implementation, and then you have kind of moving forward those that you're hiring. And so as we think about this process, um, got our policy, and now we want to implement that policy. Uh, to me, it kind of seems like we've got two different scenarios. One is where um, we, we have our current employees that we're going to implement this to, and then we also have that going forward, right? So for all, the second one is those new onboards. So how do you address those two situations? Right. So obviously with your existing staff, uh, the communication of the new policy or COVID uh, or vaccination policy will really need to be incorporated in your handbook. Uh, that's, that's where we recommend uh, maintaining that policy. Uh, so you would want to issue a new handbook with that additional information, make sure the employee signs off that they've received that, acknowledge that they understand it, read it, and know where to go with, it, with questions. And then you'll want that acknowledgement back in their personnel file for future reference as needed. Now, for the ongoing, uh, as we're hiring new employees, you know, just like any other, it really doesn't change anything in that onboarding process. This is something you don't want to start screening for in an interview. You don't want to ask questions about an individual's willingness to be vaccinated or not, or even if they're vaccinated. Because, again, you're starting to get into, you know, personal health information and, and that could be a potential violation of HIPAA and also could be construed as potentially discriminatory hiring practices by asking those specific medical questions. You don't want to get into that situation or, or risk that type of, uh, of violation or discrimination. So uh, I would treat it no differently than any other policy in your handbook as they've been onboarded. Uh, part of that ritual is to give them a handbook, make sure they understand it, they read it. This COVID-19 mandatory vaccination policy is, is just like any other policy. Don't treat it any differently. But if they have questions or concerns, feel that they qualify for either an accommodation through medical or sincerely held religious beliefs, uh, then you'll work through that process. Otherwise, it is just like you would treat any other employee. Uh, so again, that's that's how I would treat that, uh, just no differently than how you would communicate or enforce any other policy in your handbook. Okay, no, and I think that makes sense. And I think, I guess we also, what they would also need to do as part of this process is give a, is have a period of time for them to become vaccinated if they're not. So as they roll this out to the to their current employees, if someone's not vaccinated, maybe they give them some grace period uh, whatever that may be that the employer decides on uh, to become vaccinated. And I guess same thing with that onboarding, if they hire someone that's currently not vaccinated as well. Yeah, I, I think that's a, you know, there's a reasonability there that, you know, if you give them 60 days, 30 days, obviously the, the concern is an unvaccinated employee. Uh, someone comes to work for you, for example, Chris, and, and uh, as part of their onboarding, uh, you, they, you've communicated the policy. It is part of that policy that there's a proof of, of, of vaccination requirement for that employee. If that new employee comes on board at, right after onboarding, uh, hey, I, here's my proof of here's my CDC card, proof of vaccination. Or if they haven't been vaccinated, I think there's a reasonability there. Maybe it's the, you know somewhere between 30 and 60 days. I don't know the right answer. Obviously, the risk is in that window. Uh, if you know you have an employee who's not vaccinated, does that present present a, a, a risk to your employees, to your operation, a higher risk because you know you have an unvaccinated employee there? 
working in the workplace. And as we've seen with the more recent variants of this virus, it seems that the unvaccinated seem to be more susceptible. Uh, it doesn't preclude a vaccinated individual from getting COVID, but um, you don't want someone who has, is more susceptible to the virus, i.e. an unvaccinated employee coming into your workplace with the potential of infecting your entire workplace. So that's the risk. So I would, I would think an employer could come up with a reasonability there. I think you know, 30 to 45 days, generally with the vaccinations, uh, there's their two, their two jabs that are required. And those generally happen uh, within two to three weeks of each other. So you want to give some time for that, that process to happen as well. No, that's a good point. Um, that's a good point as far as the time, uh, the time lag between those two different jabs. So that's a great point. Um, it, you know, this is such a hot button and, and I really do appreciate you jumping on today. Um, and, and talking with us about it, because I think so many employers are really struggling with this. What do I do? Because you want to, you know, you want to keep your, your employees safe um, for, you know, one, for moral and ethical reasons, right? We want to, we want to keep them safe. It's our duty as employers, but also from a continuation of business perspective, because we, I know we've had clients that have had to shut their whole business down because they had, one or two people that had COVID and it just spread throughout the organization. Right. Yeah. You know, Chris, and we need to keep the conversation going. I, you know, I, a lot of employers are out there right now, very confused, not clear eyed as to how to move forward. They want to do what's best for their organization and their employees. That's clear. I, I just, that's just a given. It's how to do that in a, in an age of a pandemic and what responsibilities can they take on without increasing additional risk to them for potential violations of, you know, any, any laws or that sort of thing, or ADA or EEO or whatever the case might be. Those are the things that uh, we need to keep talking about to help give some clarity to these business owners on how to move forward. So it's difficult. Uh, we want, we want our uh, listeners to really uh, tune in uh, to our, to our blog and, and really, look at the information we have, listen to what we're trying to convey to you. Hopefully that'll help your listeners really understand how to move through this at this point in time. No, absolutely. And, and again, I do appreciate you joining us. And so how, if someone has questions or, or, or needs anything, how, what's the best way to get in touch with you? I think go to our website uh, and give us a chat. You can chat us, uh, go to www.myhrconcierge.com. And if you do have questions or, or would like to reach out, if you have ideas for, um, for other podcasts, you can certainly contact us at podcast at myhrbuzz.com, or you can, you can contact me directly at 855-538-6947, extension 108. And uh, again, please uh, keep up with our podcast, and we look forward to uh, talking with you next time. Thank you.